Jesus. Okay, did you guys know every single religion on the face of this earth throughout all of history has said one thing in common and this is what it is. That they, every single religion, every single worldview, every single way you can live life says, here is what you must do to achieve X, Y, Z, perfection, oneness with God, completion, joy, eternal life, happiness, except whatever you want, right? Do this, receive this. Every single religion, every single worldview, even the non-religious, even the atheist, even this is how you got to live life, guys. You got to, you know, start your own business, invest while you're young, you know, build up an investment portfolio, all these little things, and then you will achieve nirvana, bliss, happiness, perfection, contentment, joy forevermore. Every single worldview says something like that. And sometimes Christianity can say something like that too, but I'm getting there. Um, every worldview says this. Every, actually, even every diet says this. Guys, just avoid grains. All you got to do in life, avoid grains and you'll have perf perfection, happiness, health, and glory forevermore. <laughs> or just don't eat animals. You know what I mean? Just don't eat animals and you'll have happiness, perfection, glory forevermore. Amen. <laughs> they might not say it like that. Um, any, any, any sort of guide to life is going to say something like that, right? Do this, you'll get this. Okay. Where, where you find talk like this, I promise you, you will find at least two things that come along with it, right? So where you find people talking like, do this and you will receive this reward, you will find two things. First of all is pride. People that can do it, that they can avoid the grains, they can avoid the animals, they can avoid sugar, <laughs> they can do all the holy things, they can pray five times a day. If they can do it, they feel amazing. They're like, bro, look, I've... I've I'm here, I've reached it, I'm the pinnacle, you should look up to me. <laughs> and you'll find the second thing is despair. Despair. Because as many people that can do it, there's <laughs> just as many people that can't do it. They feel crap because those guys that are doing it, that's obviously who I need to be like, and I can't be like them. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, but I'm just way too emotional, I'm too undisciplined, my parents didn't love me, like I've had you know, a bad history, I'm sick, all these things, right? And they feel despair, 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 shut down, shut down, shut down, judged, guilty, condemned, embarrassed, humiliated, dead. <laughs> um, it happens, it happens. Um, and you, you'll find, so those, those are the two categories that you can fall into, right? This is, this is religion. I'm, I'm, um, I'm drawing up for you religion right now. Despair and pride. Pride, despair. <laughs> if you follow religion, you're in one of those two categories without a doubt. Um, the only way to get out of that is to find, is to walk in grace, but we'll get into that. Um, you will find, as well as those two things, you will find a lack of rest. You'll find people that are constantly striving, 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 discipline, 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 waking up early, praying, reading Bible, doing all these things, right? A lack of rest. You'll find people comparison. You'll find striving. You'll find levels to separate the good from the bad. You start, to, you start to like, as you go to a church gathering or you go to a religious gathering or whatever kind of gathering, you'll see, oh, those, those are the guys that are leading. Those are the guys that are doing well. Those are the guys who I should try and be like. There'll be levels and, you, and you'll put yourself in a level compared to them. <laughs> There's levels. I don't like levels. Um, you'll find hurt people, emotional people who feel like they can't compete with others. And then you will find super disciplined people who always 
always become the leaders. <laughs> Super disciplined people always become the leaders in these religious circles. I'm very disciplined with like Bible reading and prayer just quite naturally. Maybe how I've been raised, I don't know how I, how I am the way I am. But if I was in religion, I would be a leader without, without a doubt. It's just my, part of my character. I find it easy to do. But other people aren't like that. And so they compare themselves to me and they go, I can't do that. And they feel crap. Just how it works. Um, you will find a system designed to separate people rather than join them. A system that starts wars and fights those who disagree with our views because we got it right and they've got it wrong. A system of conforming and inauthenticity. Every time you have do this and you'll receive this, receive this as a result, you will find a system like that. You will find a system of death because both pride and despair lead to death. Religion leads to death. Works leads to death. Always. Um, what are you eating? It's so loud. Oh, I thought you eating like a nut or something. No, it's a tin Oh, okay. Are you taking it out? That's, that's fine. That's fine. Just so you know, half the world is listening to you chewing that right now. That's how popular we've become online. At least they can't see it. Like, that's true. It just looks gross. Like, yeah. I just took out my teeth. Yeah, that's true. I could take a photo and post it with the SoundCloud thing if you want. <laughs> so good. Um, lol. Bit of comedic relief. Um, <laughs> okay, this is why, okay, that system, that system of works, that system of death, this is why there are so many hurt people that come to church or have been to church and don't know no one come to church. That's why there's so many hurt people by religion and that's why our culture really bucks at the idea of religion. In fact, I'm kind of like that too because <laughs> I've been hurt by, the, by this system. This system causes a lot of pain. Um, what's essentially happening here is that the law has been revived and now there are people who feel they're doing great for it and there are others who feel it crapped and judged for not doing it and both equals death. There's basically a law that's come in, right? So you should be like this. Pressure. Pressure, pressure. Mm -hmm. Some rise to the challenge and go, yes, I will do it. And they do it and they feel amazing. And others go, I can't do that. Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not right. God hates me. I can't live my life. And you just shrink, shrink, shrink. Causes death. I hate it. Don't, don't live like this, guys. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Do you know... This is, I want some audience participation here. Do you know... Why this system exists? Just yell at anything that you feel. People don't know their identity already. Okay. And where did that start? Jesus. Take, take me back. <laughs> Before Jesus. The fall. the fall. Okay, what happened at the fall? Talk to me about it. Um, like God told people, Adam and Eve, who they were, and they chose not to listen to their identity from him and sure. try and make their own path. And yep. And like, just not believe in who he created them to be. Yeah. And what did he tell them to do specifically? Not eat the fruit. Of what? The, ba the tree of knowledge. Of the bad tree. <laughs> the, the tree of knowledge of what? what do you, of good and evil. Yeah. Awesome. That's what I was trying to get at. Really? <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel good. Yeah, you did it. Oh, well done, Courtney. Okay. Everyone? Just yeah. <laughs> That's what you should, guys, guys should be like. If you're not there... <laughs> Don't you feel great right now? How good's religion? Oh, victory. <laughs> <laughs> so good. 
Okay, you said they couldn't eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right? Yeah. Has anyone ever like just slowed down and thought about that for a second? The one thing they couldn't do was find out what was right and what was wrong. Does anyone else find that weird? Mm. Why did God want to keep that from them? <laughs> Why did he want to keep that from them? Because if they knew what was right and wrong, then they could choose what's right, right? Is it, I was thinking about it the other day. Is it because it's like if, like when they, um, before the fall, yeah. like this is probably wrong, but I was thinking about it. Probably, but go on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably is because it's weird. But like, is it because before the fall, like, yeah. They were made in the image of God, right? Yeah. So then they also had no darkness in them. Like yeah. they were just light. And so they didn't have it in them to do anything like of darkness or like anything apart from God that wasn't his design because yeah, they were just 100%. perfectly functioning and like how he created them to be yeah. in his image. And so then they didn't even have so much as an awareness of anything apart from God because they were just so like perfectly mirroring mirroring, mirroring yeah. who he created them to be and who he was. Yeah. So it was like they didn't even have any comprehension of anything apart from him because they couldn't. Is that why? Yeah. Well, I think that's definitely part of it. I mean, I can't say exactly why it is this way, but like mm. what it's been making me think about is like God fully intended Adam and Eve to live their lives completely ignorant to this knowledge of good and evil and that fascinates me, right? Because they would have just started living from some other sort of basis. And then the other basis they really would have had was that they were made in the image of God and they could see him and be like him. Mm. And so without even like trying to be or do or like anything like that, they would just see and just do. They just were. Yeah. They just were you know yeah. what I mean? There was no like, oh, this is the right path. No, this is the right path. Do you mm. know what I mean? So that only came in after the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because now they know what's right and what's wrong. Anyway, Courtney. Weird statement. I'm just thinking. Love it. Uh, already. <laughs> yeah. The irony of it all is like, people still don't know what's good and bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, we're supposed to be in a world that knows like, that's our whole flaw is that we know evil, so we do evil. But people still don't know what is good and what is evil and everyone will have a different yeah. outline of what they think is what. Yeah, like, 100%. Crazy, mm. crazy. Because everybody determines good and evil based on their own experience. Yeah. Single person in the world will have a different experience. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, with 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 all of that said, I think that both that stuff's really good and really right. But I think one of the things that just fascinates me is that he didn't, like God didn't envision people and go, "I want them to decide between what's right and what's wrong." I want them to just be in innocence because without knowing what's right and what's wrong, like a baby, for example. They're just innocent. Like, they actually, a baby can't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? You're not going to punish a baby for <laughs> messing up a room if it didn't know that was wrong. But if it knew what it was wrong, then they can be punished. You know what I mean? But God wanted them to live in that just pure innocence, imaging Him and just being like Him, just without this like... And I think what's big for me as well is that God didn't want them to feel like they could earn anything that was wait so they're already in his image right and so now we try and get back to his image by doing what's good and avoiding what's evil by using the tree of the knowledge of good of evil does that make sense so rather than receiving it as a free gift which was, which is what creation was i just give you everything here you go just everything 
whole world, my entire image, <laughs> be fruitful, multiply, have dominion over the earth, free gifts. They didn't do anything for it. But now with the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they can feel like they can try and earn that. Wow. And that's where religion gets born. Because it's like, oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, God. Right, right, right. And he's like, no, that's death. Trying to do good and avoid evil is death. You always be before you do. If you do to try and be, that's death. <laughs> Does that make sense? Wait, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why, that's why you feel crap sometimes when you go to church or when you're praying or you're reading the Bible or hear something about Christianity, you feel crap because you feel like you should be doing something and you don't want to do it or you can't do it or for whatever reason, rather than understanding you are already who you need to be in Jesus. So if you heard that, you'd be encouraged to live from that place. But now you're trying to run to that place. Keep going, keep doing good works, keep reading the Bible, pray, 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 years and years and years. Go to Bible study, go to church, sing, sing worship over and over and over again. And it's just death, a cycle of death. Your, 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 your mind just shuts down. You become proud and you end up like the Pharisees who just think they're better than everyone else and they completely avoid love because they actually consider themselves better than other people. Or you become like just broken down in despair, just depressed, and you can't even draw near to God. You don't want to read the Bible. It hurts. You don't want to come to teach night. It hurts. You don't want to go to worship night. I don't feel like worshiping God right now. Where, where, where's he been in my life? You know, That sort of stuff starts coming in. It's death. And he's, and he's just trying to draw you into this whole time. You're my son, you're my daughter. And we go, yeah, yeah, I know God, but I've got to do this stuff. Yeah. Do, do, do. Knowledge of good and evil. And he's like, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get moving. Um, I believe God wanted to keep us in innocence and simply know what was right by living with him and in him. By living in him and with him. Just knowing what's right by just being with him rather than trying to figure it out for ourselves because we have knowledge now. Do you realize how much we just, we just obsess over knowledge? As soon as someone says like, something about God, we go, oh, how does that work? That's, that's, a, that's a fine question to ask, but we almost never go, whoa, he's serious? He's like that? Mm. You go, tell me, how does that work? I, I didn't get how that works. Can you explain to me? I want to know, know the intricate details about how, how this whole machine, this whole system works because <laughs> we just love knowing how it works so we just grasp, grasp it. Sometimes God's not going to teach you how it works intentionally because you're obsessed with knowledge. I, I'm seriously preaching to myself right now. I'm obsessed with knowledge sometimes. And God doesn't teach me stuff when I, when I ask for it because it ends up being, I now have faith in it because I understand how it works. Does that make sense? Rather than I just trust Him and believe Him. Jesus. Um, if you are innocent, you can never be guilty, ashamed, embarrassed or proud and boastful both those two categories or offended or offended all those sorts of things all of them just die because you're innocent wow. you don't know the difference between good and evil you just like <laughs> him <laughs> um as long as you don't make decisions from the knowledge of good and evil you're innocent god wants you to live out of your heart not from the knowledge in your head um just to just to borrow this this analogy from Chris Blackby, I really like it. If a baby walks into a room, poos on the carpet, <laughs> knocks over the TV and breaks the chair, 
it, it would expect a hug. It'd start crying and be like, pick me up. And we'd give it a hug because I didn't know that it was doing anything wrong. But if a 15 year old did that, you'd be like, what? Yeah, who's on the couch? You'd be like, what are you doing? The difference is the baby didn't know the teenager did. The knowledge of good and evil, right? See, the baby was in pure innocence. It didn't have this stressed out life going, what's right, what's wrong here? It was just innocent. It was just, yeah, it was just fine. (laughs) Um, Now, what I want to say about that is, in Christ, we have been brought back to innocence. We've been brought back to the garden before the fruit was ever taken. All marks that we've ever, you know, laid on our lives have been removed completely. We've been washed and renewed. New creations in Christ Jesus. Um, There's no right or wrong that we could ever do to affect that. It was gifted to you. You can't make it better. You can't make it worse. It's a gift to you. Innocence. We can actually live in the Garden of Eden again right now. Obviously not physically. (laughs) But through faith, we can live there in the Spirit because Christ has removed everything that sin brought in. We can actually live in such a way that there is no boasting or pride and there's no condemnation, guilt or shame, but we can live in perfect rest right now. Because if you believe that everything you've ever wanted and you've ever strived for and sought after in your life has already been given to you, the only natural response is rest. You can live your whole life in place of rest. Literally just chilling the rest of your life. How good does that sound? See, we, we, sometimes, sometimes we hate adult years because we're like, I've got stress, I've got bills to pay, I've got work to do, I've got uh, all these things, right? I want to go back to being a child again, right? No responsibility. You can actually be as a child now because you have a heavenly father who meets all of your needs and then some. And you just rest. You just rest. Jesus. Um. <clears throat> okay. Before I was saying, and this hopefully this confused you at least a little bit. I want I wanted to confuse you. Before I was saying that living by right and wrong, good and evil, is not good, right? So then, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> if you're not supposed to live by right and wrong. What am I supposed to do? What if this sermon is telling you what's to do? <laughs> what what what's right? <laughs> should I, should you even listen to what I'm saying? Because <laughs> um, if we aren't supposed to do what um, to do to go and do good, then what are we supposed to do? It might it might seem and feel so backwards, and honestly, it should because your whole life you've been raised to think that to be taught this is right, this is wrong. Do this, don't do this. That's actually how you have to bring people up. It's just the way it is. Um, it should feel foreign because the whole world works by right and wrong. But we, just hear, hear me on this, we are supposed to do nothing. Actually, and I'm not joking. Nothing. Nothing is two words put together. No thing. <laughs> we are supposed to do no thing. Um, anyone believe me? 
It's like, no, Nath, no, you're doing teaching right, right, right now. You're doing something. Really? Okay. True Christianity is the do nothing, get everything gospel. Now, you know what that sounds like to me? Good news. <laughs> That's what the gospel means. Good news. True Christianity is the do nothing, get everything gospel. You literally do nothing and you literally get everything. Is that hitting anyone else or is it just me? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's the most foreign thing that your mind can ever receive. Oh, but I do nothing. What? What if I'm bad? What if I'm... I don't, why would he do that for me? I don't get it. What do you mean everything? Everything? Everything I've ever wanted? And then more? Everything I can even imagine? And beyond that? You will never find another religion or even worldview that says what Christianity says. Like true Christianity. I know a lot of Christianity is just pure, straight up religion. It breaks my heart. The law has come back alive in a very real way in some churches. Um, I'm not bashing those churches, but there is a lot of death in churches because the law is very much alive in the letter. The letter brings death, but the spirit brings life. Paul writes that. The commands, the law, it brings death. It brings back religion, pride and despair. But you'll never find another religion or even worldview that says what Christianity says. Do nothing, get everything. Now, I'm hoping you guys are at least a little bit confused. Is anyone confused here? How do you do nothing, get everything? That actually sounds like the best, like, sentence ever. How do I do that? Get, do nothing, get everything. Doesn't it make sense? Yeah, legit. How do I do it? <laughs> um, okay. My big idea tonight is the life of God that includes everything that's within God and all the life that he's given you comes by believing and not by trying to discern good and evil. Now, I'm going to show you that the knowledge of good and evil is very much alive, even in this room and probably in all of our hearts. Um, God's been convicting, of me, convicting me of it, of it a lot recently, and it's been blowing my mind, but I'll get to that. <clears throat> all right, there's a Bible verse that says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's Ephesians 2, 8-9. So, <clears throat> the word, okay, also the word saved in that verse, it doesn't just mean you get a ticket to heaven one day. That's usually sort of how it's preached. Oh, I'm saved, sweet, I'm going to go to heaven one day. No, more than that. It means healed, like physically, your body, the body that's sitting in this room, healed, delivered from darkness, delivered from all evil spirits, all darkness in your life, made alive, given protection, and it overall is talking about being reconnected with God, who is a source of life in your innermost being. That's what saved is. By grace you have been, all that stuff. Wow. By grace you have been saved, healed, delivered, kept, kept safe and sound, protected, and made alive. <laughs> That's a good word. Um, okay, so you got this, right? You got grace, and then you got faith. 
So the people in the recording can't see what I'm doing, but I'm holding up both hands. Grace, <laughs> Faith. <laughs> so I should do video. Someone should video me. It should be way better. I'll be a YouTube star. Um, <clears throat> one day, one day. I can dream. Um, okay. Grace, Faith. This is God's realm. Grace. This is our realm. Faith. Now, included within grace is everything God has done. So grace just means favor. He's found favor when he looks at you. And in that grace is everything. The entire kingdom of God is in that grace. And it has, past tense, has been given to you. You have been saved. So God's part is done. So when Jesus said, it is finished, he wasn't lying. He goes, I'm done here. <laughs> no more work to do. We're not waiting for it to come to completion. It's complete. It is finished. Now, our part is believing that. Our part is faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, okay, okay. And this, not of your own doing, it is the gift of God. So if I came to you guys tonight and said, guys, check under your chairs, there's gifts for you. You'd be like, oh, are you serious? Oh, Bindi actually checks. That's awesome. <laughs> there's not any gifts. I'm sorry. I should, actually probably should have done that. It would have been way better. But it just came to me right then. Um, <laughs> if I did do that and you guys were, like, had gifts there, how would you receive that? Exactly. You'd just be like, what, are you serious? <laughs> awesome. Thanks. That's how you're supposed to receive the entire kingdom of God as you read the word. We go, oh, does it really say that? No, it couldn't mean that. <laughs> are you serious? No, no, no. Jesus couldn't have meant that. What does that mean? How does that work? <laughs> Tell me more about that situation. I just want to get it first. You know, I just want to grasp it, you know? You're supposed to go, wow! <laughs> like a kid does. Quick little analogy. If there was a, a six-year-old kid right here who knew me and trusted me, and I said to them, Billy, let's call him Billy. <laughs> Billy, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow. Do you know what he'd do? What? Oh my gosh! I want him to go to Disneyland! <laughs> if I said it to an adult, they'd be like, how are you going to get there? Do you even have plane tickets? <laughs> Do you even have visas? <laughs> you know it's a, like a 20-something hour flight. You know it's probably like, you know, you've got to book tickets in advance as well, right? You're not going. <laughs> the child, the child, childlike faith, right? As soon as you hear it, you just believe it. Oh my gosh. Are you serious, Disneyland? You don't care how you're going to get there. You just believe the parents are going to get you there somehow. You just believe. Whereas we go, how does that work? I just don't think it's going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> the knowledge of good and evil, our experience, our history, logic even comes in. It goes, no, nah, I just don't think that. No, nah, sorry. That's not how you receive a gift. Grace is a gift. Not by, not by your own doing. It is a gift, not a result of works. So there's no possible chance for pride or despair. There's no possible chance for death to be there. It's just a gift. 
Now, we do believe this, most of us probably in this room already believe this, but very likely you're not living it out up here. So I'll give you an example. This is what God's been like smashing me with. Let's say you read about spiritual gifts in the Bible and you go, and you go I really want to you know, walk in all the spiritual gifts. Naturally, what you'll do if you're not receiving things as a gift, as like a child receives them, you'll go, Father, thank you. I, I, I want to walk in the gifts. And look, it's not wrong to pray, but like I'm just trying to get the, the heart behind what's going on here. Father, thank you for the gifts. I really want to walk in this gift, this gift. I'm going to pray and believe and fast until I get the gifts, right? And with, if you're not careful, you'll end up thinking the gifts currently aren't yours, but they can be yours if you strive and believe and have faith to get them, right? So that is not faith. Faith is what the child did when he found out he was going to Disneyland. Wow! There's gifts available? Oh my gosh! Thanks! <laughs> yeah, legit. Faith is not, Father, please, Father, I believe, I believe. No, you don't. <laughs> That's why you're praying, because you don't believe. How messed up is that? How crazy are we? Lord, I believe. He's like, you, you're proving to me right now that you don't believe. If you believed, you would just go out and do them, believing they're already yours inside of you. You have the Holy, whole Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, you don't have like a little mini part of the Holy Spirit, like 10% and you're growing into the rest. No, you have the whole thing, whole, all of him inside of you. <laughs> you're one spirit with the Lord. <laughs> Blows my mind. It's crazy. Okay, okay. Okay, like I said, it's a gift, right? So if you could work for it, then you know what it becomes? Payment. If I said, guys, there's a gift under your chair right now. And then you looked under, <laughs> you looked under your chair and it was just your paycheck from the work you've done this week. And I just somehow got a hold of it and gave it to you. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, that's not a gift. Where's, where's the gift? Because that can't be a gift because you earned, you earned it. You earned every single dollar in that paycheck. So that grace is not that. You never earn it. You never strive for it. The point is that you didn't earn it. The point is it's just sitting there right now. That's why I said the only response is rest. Just rest. It's not, not, not working hard at all. Jesus. Um, this is why you must cease from all your works. Otherwise, and Paul writes this, you will actually nullify the grace of God and step outside of it. So the grace of God is available for you, but if you start working for it, then you're entering into the realm of payment instead of gifts. You nullify the grace of God and you cut yourself off from it. So Paul writes this really angry letter in the Bible called Galatians to the church in Galatia. And they have nullified the grace of God because what they did was they believed the gospel at first and they received Jesus as king. And then Paul goes away for a while and he comes back and he finds out, or at least he somehow hears about it, they've reintroduced circumcision into the church, right? Which means a law has now come back, which means it's no longer by believing, it's by behaving. God, look at us, we're doing a great job. We're, we're, we've received Jesus as king and we're keeping Old Testament circumcision. Look at us. We expect payment, bring it on. Paul goes, if anyone preaches that crap to you ever again, let them be eternally condemned and he says it twice in a row 
because he knows he's come from religion <laughs> he knows how utterly disgustingly evil it is Jesus and and you know what you'd look from the outside and you'd see that church and, and you'd be going wow they're behaving so well they're so they're going hard after God mm. and Paul goes you fools who has bewitched you he says who has put a curse on you that you think this way You, you can nullify the grace of God by ignoring faith and continuing in works. And sometimes, because we understand faith in our, in our community, we understand faith, we'll turn faith into a work. <laughs> and faith should just be rest. But we turn faith into, come on, come on, come on, pray, believe, 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 confess, confess, confess. Reading every single day, bless me, anoint me, go get this person's blessing. <laughs> All this kind of stuff. You're striving so hard. You're running. You're running. And God's like, what are you doing? Why are you running away from me? Why are you nullifying my grace for you? I was trying to give you a gift here. And you're trying to earn it by working for me. Are you insane? Just take the gift. <laughs> I, I paid a hefty price to give it to you. Why are you being so rude? <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> he, paid, he paid for it with the blood of his son. And we're like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. I get how it works. I got the knowledge of good and evil in my head. I'll just use that. <laughs> He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, okay, here's an example. Here's a practical example of how this works. If, if being saved, like I, said, like I said before, the word saved includes healing, physical healing. Okay, just for any skeptical people out there that don't believe that, there is what Paul writes in Romans 10, um, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. He uses the word saved, right? The exact same word, like no different, no different in the Greek. The lady who goes up to Jesus and touches his cloak says, oh, if I just touch his cloak, I'll be... She says saved. She doesn't say healed. It's the same thing. Like they have, they have a big umbrella like term word for it. We don't have that in English. But healing is included in salvation. And you might be sick right now and feeling really crap as I'm saying this. I've got stuff in my body I'm not, I'm not happy with, but I'm believing that healing is, is, is mine. It's part of this gift of God and I access it by believing. Anyway, for example, if being saved includes healing, then for you to receive your healing, it must be by grace. There can be no possible work. Otherwise, you nullify the grace of God, right? So, meaning your healing is not a result of prayer, it's not a result of fasting. It's not a result of confessing. And it's not even a result of believing. That's how we get caught up a little bit. Your healing is not a result of prayer, fasting, confessing, or believing. Your healing is because of the grace through Jesus. Does that make sense? So you've got to get your mind off. Oh, I talk about believing, believing, believing. Yes, that is your part to play. But why you are healed is because Jesus. It's not because you had faith. It's because Jesus. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm. You get the difference? Um, so why can you now be healed? Not because of any revelation you've had about faith or healing or anything like that or any anointing that you have, but just because Jesus. I know that makes no sense grammatically, but you know what I'm saying. Because Jesus. <laughs> and the believing is how you receive that. You just believe that fact. Oh, I'm healed because Jesus and he loves healing me. 
It's not, I'm healing because I'm believing. Oh, sorry, I'm healed because I'm believing. Hope that makes sense. It's just like, um, a, like, oh, I'm healed. Yeah. Wait, and then it's just... Yeah, that, exactly. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah whereas nice. otherwise you might go, oh, I need to believe, I need to, be, I need to believe so I can have that healing that he purchased for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just the work. And you're not resting. You're striving again. But you're calling it faith, but it's not faith. It okay. works. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? You guys following? Yeah. Hope it's not confusing. Um, it's actually really simple when you break it down. It's just we make it complex by adding all this crap around it. Like, like I said with the Disney, Disneyland kid example, that was the most simple thing ever. We're going to Disneyland. Yay! That's the gospel. That's it. You're healed. Yay! You're saved. Yes! Jesus loves me. Yes! That's the gospel. Not, Jesus loves me. Are you sure? Yeah, okay, I better believe it. Okay, thank you, Jesus. You love me, 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 you love me. See what I mean? See the difference? You just, you, you're saying that because you don't believe. You're trying to make it a thing. That's not a thing right now. No. You're working. And that's, that's how you nullify the grace of God. That's a tutorial for you guys. You want to nullify the grace of God? You just do that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. So grace is the source and faith is seeing the source. <laughs> Does that make sense? Grace is all of God's favor. He's done everything and has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Say the word every. Every. Do you know another word for that? It's just all. <laughs> all. When I say all, you, it misses nothing, obviously, right? Which means every single good thing he could possibly ever do for you and give to you, he has done. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. It's done. Faith is simply us believing that that is already done and our current reality is in the spirit, is in the heavenly places. That's our current reality, not this, not this room, not our bodies, not, what we, not even what we think, but what he has done. That's our reality and that trumps this reality when you, when you start believing it. You might be experiencing sickness right now or pain in your body, but you are healed in him, in the spirit, and as you, just, as you grow into believing that, you'll be healed. You'll physically see it and feel it. And sickness will fall off you. Because that is who you are. It's not a work, it's identity. That's who you are. <clears throat> yeah, I hope you guys see that. I want, you, I want you guys to see, that's what God does and this is what we do. So literally we do nothing. That's why I said it's the do nothing, get everything gospel. Because faith is not a work. You can make faith a work if you try. <laughs> if you really want to, you can. But faith, by definition, is the stopping of works and seeing that works have already been done by someone else. That's it. I, when, I, when I look around the window, I'm seeing, seeing things. I'm not working to try and see things. I just see things. Mm -hmm. It's just simple. Like the, like the Disneyland thing. The kids saw that he was going to Disneyland. He was like, wow. Immediately his head goes, oh, I'm going to ride in this ride, I'm going to buy this show bag, and I don't have that show bag there, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He saw it in his head. Um, Jesus. 
So, okay. Everything you want from God or everything you want to become in your life, it always, 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 always follows the same process. By grace, through faith. That's it. Faith is simply the path that it travels on. <laughs> it's the medium through, through faith, like through a tunnel, right? <laughs> you understand that God has, past tense, has gifted you already with everything you'll ever need and you simply believe that as a reality for right now. That's grace and faith. Everything else is from Satan. <laughs> it's, I'm not kidding. Every single work, everything you try and do to try and be what you this image that you have in your mind or try and be like Jesus. You don't try and be like Jesus. You realize that he has made you like him. And you go, <sighs> you rest. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How crazy is it? All right. Let's go even further with this. I like it. So, there are two naughty churches in the New Testament. Two angry letters. Sorry? Did you what? say naughty? Naughty. Yeah. They did bad things. Now, one, you, one I've already mentioned, the Galatians church. You wouldn't necessarily think it's so bad. But the other church, the Corinthian church... They were terrible, at least according to our point of view. They were sleeping with their mother-in-law. They were ripping each other off. Like, legit, that's exactly what it says. It's crazy. Like, all this, like, they were Christians. And they're doing all this stuff. They were getting drunk off communion wine. They were, yeah, they were just so, so bad. Look, look at us. We're just like, oh my gosh, we're so shocked, right? Watch this. It's about to blow your mind, right? Okay, you got the Corinthian church doing all the bad stuff that we know you should not do. Then you got the Galatians church. They brought back circumcision in, right? And we're just like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. They can do that if they want. No, they can't. Okay. The Corinthians. Okay. First of all, yes, they did all that stuff, right? And Paul writes his hectic, crazy letter. And he's like, I want to teach you about the meat of the gospel, but I keep having to give you milk just like a baby, right? You can only feed them milk because they're just infants. They can't take anything else yet. He's like, I expect you to be at least a teenager <laughs> in your spirituality right now, but you're still mucking around in the kiddie pool. All I can give you is milk. And then a few touches later, he teaches them about the spiritual gifts. So the spiritual gifts is milk. milk. <laughs> How crazy is that? The spiritual gifts and all that stuff that we strive for and we go for as hard as we can possibly imagine. <laughs> I want that. I want that. Paul's like, that's the milk. <laughs> Kathy? In Colossians, he says that um, raising of the dead is milk. Does he say that? Yeah. Wow. Stop oh my gosh. It. Yeah. <laughs> or is that... <laughs> so I think that's, that's, that's still Corinthians, I think. No, I think it's Hebrews. I think it's Hebrews. Oh, maybe Hebrews. Like Hebrews. Hebrews. Sorry. So what I get, what I think with that is that, um, is that they're talking about Jesus' resurrection. Yeah. Jesus is rising from the dead. Get over it. Right. Get over it. It's happened. I've done it. Right. Yeah, and yeah, it, but it, he does it is say, but he does talk about laying on of hands too. And he says, that's the... That's milk as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's the meat? The meat. The meat. The, that's that's a good question, right? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I think that the meat is just being a son, being a son of God, understanding that you are you are so beyond spiritual gifts. Like spiritual gifts are like are like a testing ground. Do you know what I mean? They're just like he's a little bit of the gift of the Holy Spirit, just to show you like a little bit of him. But by the way, you have all of him, and you're one spirit with the Lord. You're raised and seated with him in the heavenly places right now. Your life is hidden with him. These are all Bible verses. You're a king. You've had every spiritual blessing given to you. The devil cannot touch you. You cannot go in sinning anymore. All these things, right? You have, you have all authority in the name of Jesus. Like that makes spiritual gifts look like boring. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't you have to know who you are as a son before you can walk in spiritual gifts? Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think that's part of the... Sorry? Gift. Yeah. Okay. Well, Oh, sorry, I see what you're saying. Um, no. Mm. Oh, now, yeah, because of how I worded that, I get that. You are yeah. a son, and so you like, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Son, sonship and, and being one spirit with the Lord is the highest thing. That's, yeah. I reckon that's the meat, in my, my opinion. Is that what you mean? Sorry? To be able to understand that is yeah. the meat of understanding. I think so. Ah. Yeah, well, actually, you know, I haven't actually <laughs> dwelled on this thought of what no, the actual meat is. That actually means it's in every single area of your life, or spiritual yeah. gifts is one area. Yeah. So, I get yeah. that. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. That's yeah. a meat. Yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. I, I'll, I'll research a bit more into it and ask That's God cool. what, he, what he thinks. But, um, ask God what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm keen to hear what he thinks. Um, no, what was I saying? Yeah, so the Corinthian church, they, they're, they're on, the, they're on the, the milk and they're, Paul calls them fleshly Christians. So they're still living by their senses, like getting drunk and sex and all this sort of stuff. They're just living by what their body tells them to do, right? And he's trying to get, draw them into being a spiritual Christian, right? Okay, so he tells them all about the gifts and then he even says in 1 Corinthians 13, faith and hope they're going to die. The only thing that's going to live on is love. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Faith and hope are going to pass away. When you get to heaven, like physically, heaven's all around you, right? In the actual manifest kingdom of God, after the, the great day, we... What, why would you need faith? All hope. Yeah. Well, all hope. It's already manifest. But the only thing that remains is love. So love is actually over faith because God is love and God is the highest of all things. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so that's the Corinthian church, right? Bad, doing bad, bad, bad things, right? Every church on the planet of the earth, right now, planet of the earth, <laughs> on this planet would say, don't do what the Corinthians were doing, right? But still, Paul taught them about the spiritual gifts. Okay, the Galatians church, he's not so kind with, like I said to you before. Their story is something along the lines of this. As I said before, he plants their church, he leaves, and after he leaves, after a few months or years or whatever, a group comes in behind him and they are confessing to be believers, I believe, and confessing to follow Jesus, but, it's a very big but, they add in circumcision, like I said to you before, which revives the law, which nullifies the grace of God, which means Christ died for nothing because if you can get righteousness by doing what's good, behaving, then Christ did actually die for nothing. There was no point in him dying if you can actually work your way there, right? Paul is so aggressive about this, 
like I said to you before, anyone who preaches a gospel like this, let them be eternally condemned. Even an angel that appears to you and says something like this, eternally condemned. There's only one gospel. It's just believing. Because he knows, he knows the damage and the death that religion and works causes in people. Pride and despair. It was so evil and so twisted, perfect life manifested in a human being. His name was Jesus. And they threw him on a cross. That's how twisted religion makes you. You're so caught up in, I have the right knowledge of good and evil and this person is disagreeing with me. All you'll do is you'll beat him to death and chuck him on a cross. Paul's like, don't you dare go back there. He goes, I feel like I might have actually labored in vain over you because you brought this rule back into your church. He goes, I think I might have wasted my time. <laughs> you fools. You fools. He actually says that, Galatians 3.1, you foolish Galatians. How good's that? <laughs> um, he even says about the, the party that followed in after him. He goes, I wish... If, if they think that circumcision gets you a little bit closer to God, I wish they would emasculate themselves. And what, he, what he's saying is, cut it off. <laughs> so he's saying, if, if a, cutting a little bit off gets you closer to God, just to, go take the whole thing off. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> For, yeah, I like it. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's right though he's just making fun of religion he's like well if that's if that's what you're going to say then how about you just take it all away makes sense right you'll be even closer to God even holier even more proud cut your body in half yeah legit <laughs> seriously you'll have even more death go ahead go and do it um, okay that's how seriously Paul takes this issue he's seen the damage of religion and how bad the knowledge of good and evil actually is it's the worst thing you can do Bringing back any law, striving at all for anything means you exit the grace of God. You have no faith. Your faith is dead. And you're saying Christ died for nothing just by bringing back one law. Seems a bit extreme, doesn't it? But that's how sensitive this thing is. You try and do any work, you will destroy the gospel. There is no gospel in works. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's not. The only proper response is rest and praise. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. We need to be serious about rest and grace. You need to be serious about it. I've done nothing. I've done nothing and I've gotten everything. What an absolute amazing story. <laughs> Imagine a community that was like that. It was just like they really believed they, they, they could just do nothing in a sense to earn anything. And they're just at rest 24-7. Wow. I want us to be like that. Um, okay. By the way, BT Dubs, just because churches say they have no, they no longer have the law, that doesn't mean that's actually true because you can use that language. Churches, churches know, we, the, the knowledge of good and evil knows how to get around the language and still keep what it wants. If that makes sense. The law is very sneaky. It will try and sneak back into your, into your lives all the time. It will try and make you work and work and work and be dissatisfied, dissatisfied, dissatisfied all the days of your life when you're supposed to be at rest. It's actually stealing your joy. You have joy and you have rest right now. You have grace from God. 
and the law is the one that's making you feel like crap and you're blaming God for it when he's the one who died for it. We go, God, I can't do this. It's too hard. It's too much. That person's way better than me. He's like, you're not even in my system right now. That's not my system. That's Satan's system, the law and death. How about you come back over to mine where I just give you everything you do nothing. Sound good? Too good to be true, right? <laughs> the law is sneaky. What it will try and do is it will turn prayer into works. Oh, because I prayed, I got. You hear testimonies like that? It's like, oh, I prayed and prayed and then finally God gave me. So guys, pray every single morning until you get it. That, that practice is right, but the thinking is wrong. You do pray, like I said last time, you do pray and you do persist and you do believe, but you don't do it to get. You pray because you've gotten and you believe that. <laughs> it's backwards, but that's how it should be. It can even turn rest into works. I'm resting, God, finally I'm resting. You can finally give me what I've been asking for. I'm resting, God, I'm just so rested right now. No, you're not. You're pretending to rest so you can get what you want. You're trying to manipulate me and you're back in works. That's called death. How about you just go to sleep? <laughs> and I'll just give you everything. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's understanding grace. Understanding that it's, it's a free gift. Every spiritual blessing is a free gift. You do nothing for it. Um, yeah, the law will try and turn prayer, rest and faith, all these holy things that you should be doing into works. Just watch out for it. I'm just warning you. Um, Anything you do to achieve a certain result from God is works. Anything you do to try and achieve a certain result from God is works. The only work you should be doing is believing. That's what Jesus said, right? Disciples go, what's the work of God? How do we do the work of God? Jesus goes, just believe in the one who, who he has sent. That's it. Done. That's the work of God. So the only work you should be doing is believing that he's done all the works. It's <laughs> crazy. Okay. Write this down if you're writing notes, Kathy. <laughs> Legit, no one else. No, that's all right. Many people online are writing notes. You never know. Um, write this down. You never do, you only believe. You never do, you only believe. <laughs> Simple, but it will change your life. <clears throat> okay. Recently, I'll try and get this out. I, I, I struggle to explain it a little bit, but Jesus will help me. Um, recently, this is why I'm preaching on this because God just fully rebukes me on it. I realized I had been praying and believing in works. I had this image in my mind of who I was trying to become, of the person I wanted to be, of the things I wanted to achieve. And from that place, that place motivate, motivated me into praying and believing. So, okay, as an example, I've got like these little like red dots on my body, like on my skin, like it's really weird. Like I've just got a few of them and I don't like them. I would like them to go away. <laughs> so in the morning, sometimes I look in the mirror and I go, oh, start praying, start believing, right? Con 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 consistently confessing, believing, praying in faith until they go away. That was my strategy, okay? One day I was doing that. And then I was thinking, what would I actually do if I truly believed that I already had the healing? Would I be doing what I'm doing right now? Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. No, I wouldn't. I'd be dancing. I would. 
I'd be praising God. Mm. I'd be like, I'm healed, baby. I'd start dancing in the bathroom. <laughs> I would. If you got healed in, on the spot, that's what you'd do. Then you'd bring all your friends and say, I got healed. You'd, you'd create a testimony. You'd go on YouTube. You'd you know, go, go, do all these different things. And that's what you do because now you've finally seen it. But to be honest, you already had it. But you didn't believe that you had it. <laughs> but you did because you have been saved by grace through faith. You're trying to achieve a result rather than understanding it's already been done. It's been taken care of. Does that make sense? You guys following that, that, whole, that whole pattern of thinking? Does that make sense? I really want to be clear. What happened with the dots on his skin? Oh, they're still there. They'll so leave. They'll leave, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's, for me, it's about me just drawing myself into that place of, I am healed. Healing is mine. He paid for it. I believe it. And I'm just doing my best to stay in that place of like, that's my reality. I'm not just speaking those words because I know it's what I'm supposed to say. I'm actually just like, as best I can, <sighs> every day. You know what I mean? Staying in that place. Um, they'll leave. Okay. Um, comparing ourselves to other people and not being authentic to ourselves is works. People have become a law to us and because we think it's good to do what they're doing, then we get condemned when we don't. There is no comparison in Jesus. There's only rest in faith. That's why I called this talk resting in faith because that's what faith looks like. Resting in praise. Not confessing, confessing, believing, believing, praying, praying, <laughs> holding on, holding on. Yeah, there's elements of that in it. But if you truly believed, you'd rest and you'd praise. Um, okay. Real faith doesn't look, like, doesn't look like speaking, praying and believing over and over. Usually you do that because you don't believe. But you need to speak from a place of completion, thanking God for what you do not see. That means you truly believe his word. This is my main point. You can rest and that is actually good news. Can you see how the gospel is actually good news? Because I, I used to think it was like, oh, it's all right news. I legit did. And I, felt, I felt like I couldn't vocalize that because I was like, you know, I feel like it's better news when like a new game that I love comes out. I'm way more excited about that than just like God forgave my sins. If I'm just honest, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But the idea that I can do nothing and rest in him and everything's done. And I, I can just, that's my journey of my life. It's just growing in belief of that. Just seeing that more and more every single day. Just chilling out, just living life. To me, that's really, really good news. I get excited about that. <sighs> so many of you feel so crap because you feel like you're not doing or believing enough. You're trapped in this cycle. But I'm telling you, belief is simple. Yeah. Belief is very simple. It's way more simple than you've been telling yourself it is. Because we try and believe and see all these things happen and we don't. We get super discouraged. So we go harder and harder. Or we, get, we go the opposite way and get more depressed, more depressed, more depressed. See, pride and despair. <laughs> it's death. Freaking death. Hate death. Um, all right. I've, I've thought of my, my first quote that if you want to like create an Instagram post about it, that'd be great. Like, you know, there's like nice, pretty fonts. You can just, just tag me in it. That'd be great. Actually, Holy Spirit gave it to me. Meant to be like. 
<laughs> Jesus be like. Um, that's my Instagram name if anyone's not following me. Jesus be like. Check it out. I knew you were about to say this. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> Got to grow the community <laughs> some way. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Any dots in there or not? Yeah, a couple dots in there. <laughs> my man. But you know what? If you search it, it knows that mine's the most popular account. So it's like, mine will be at the top anyway. Oh, so yeah. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got like 2K followers now. So like, you know, yeah. I'm getting there. Mine, you just type in B. And it's already <laughs> 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 no. That's so good. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> This is good because it's building up anticipation to my quote. You're like, what is this quote? <laughs> now, Holy Spirit gave it to me. So, um, okay, here's the quote. You know what I was saying with the whole Disneyland thing? Keep bringing it up, but like, it's really important, that analogy. When we say to the, to the kid, you're going to Disneyland tomorrow, what does he say? Great. Great. Wow. Woo, let's go. Let's do it. I'm so excited. So the quote is, when you hear something of God, when you read the Bible, when you pray, when, when God's speaking to you, don't say how, say wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a bit, that's a bit far. That's a bit far. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's good. But yeah, you guys like that? Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't say how, say wow. Say wow. wow. Wow, baby. (laughs) Faith says wow. Doubt says how. Do you guys get that? Faith says wow. Doubt says how. If if any of you, by the way, are reading the Bible at the moment and you're not enjoying it, I guarantee you, I know I know why you're not enjoying it. Because you don't believe it. Remember how you mentioned that to me a few months ago? You were like, the Bible's just like I just I feel like it's a bit boring at the moment. And then, did I say something to you or did you just figure no, I out? I came back like later. Yeah. Like, probably like a month or so later. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude. Yeah, I believe it again. I believe it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you stop believing, you're like, oh yeah, Jesus said this to the leopard. It's just like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to work now and just do my life. But if you actually go, wow. Yeah. It's a good freaking book. <laughs> if you believe it's your reality, it's a good book. If it's not, then you're just like, yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah, I read it every now and then. I get a chance. <laughs> okay. Now, just quickly, do you guys know how to increase your faith? If you want more faith? If you want to walk more in faith? Do you guys know how to do that? Does anyone want to know how to do that? Yeah. Oh, you're keen. <laughs> anyone else? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I thought that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> we already got oh, I see, I see. Hey. I hear you. That is true. That is true. We've been given the measure of faith. I believe that. But Romans ten seventeen says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing. That's it. You want faith? Then you just hear. That's it. And hearing is not just like plugging in the audio bar and going to sleep and waking up with faith growing overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can. <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> sound like you're speaking from experience there, Kathy. <laughs> How good would that be? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
Don't badmouth my method. It's working for me, all right? Um, okay. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So if you want to grow in faith, you hear God's word. You hear it. So as you read it, you don't just read it. You hear him in, as you read it. And as you hear him and you go, is this actually my reality? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What? Faith will just grow and grow and grow. And soon you'll start to replace things of this world that you see around you with things of that world. Because that world trumps this world. Did you know that? When Jesus said, be healed, he was drawing on a principle from another world. And therefore, the sickness that was a rule in this world was overridden by that world. Exactly. The, spirit, the, the physical is the lowest, the spiritual is the highest. So you speak a, a, a rule from the spiritual realm by faith because you can't see it. You speak it by faith, the physical bows to it. Has to bow, Has to, bow to it. Exactly. Um, faith simply comes by hearing. As you read, you listen and learn from the Word of God and perceive it as current reality, faith will just grow. You don't have to try. You really don't have to try. You just got to just listen. See, see, it's how, see how it's not works? You don't try and go, okay, I'm listening, I'm trying to get more faith. No, you're not. You're not hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. So even hearing things that aren't directly from the Bible, but perceiving it through his word. So that means every single conversation you have, even in the world, can be building faith in you because you're hearing it through his lens. Romans 10, 17. Um, so even as you listen to the sermon, your faith is growing, isn't it? You can feel it, right? Because mm. I'm, I'm testifying to you the truth of that world mm. that you can't see. Mm. So faith is a conviction of things unseen, right? You can't see that world. I can't see that world. But you know it's real. <laughs> and as I'm speaking about it, you're going, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. I have been hurt by that. That did cause me death. Oh my gosh, I, I'm not believing. I'm just, oh, I'm in works. Faith is growing. Faith is building. And as you start to see, you see the grace that He's got for you. And you realize He has blessed you and it's all yours available. Yeah. This is crazy, but this just popped into my head. But Sean Bowles, you guys know Sean Bowles? He's that prophetic guy. He, um, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you know what? It's just, it's just the beginning. It's not even the highest thing, prophecy. Um, it'll cease. Love is the highest. <laughs> um, he, he tells this story about how he was taken to like, I don't know, I think it was like a, like a it, it was like basically taken into heaven. And when he went into heaven in his vision or his trance or whatever, he could see all these inventions that looked like they belonged in the world. Um, and like he kept asking the angels that were around him, what are these things? And he goes, they're inventions that have yet to come to the world. But if people want them, they're waiting for them right here. All they gotta do is just believe and they'll be theirs. Mm. All these things that like, mm. things that would turn salt water into, into fresh water, um, things that would be worth millions of dollars in that, in, that, in that realm, they're out there, they're waiting to be received. You just gotta ask and believe. That's it. Mm. There was this lady, he, um, where I heard that from, the pastor was like, he, this lady was like really into dyeing hair and she wanted to like dye the best color hair in the world. So she prayed to God, God, help me be able to like dye the best color hair in the world. She went to sleep and God didn't answer that prayer. 
but instead he gave her this drawing of this contraption with like these lenses and bolts and all these different things and she woke up and she drew it and she realized it was like an optical kind of machine or whatever she took it to this um i don't know what you call it like the association of optometry or something like that and they saw it and they were like oh my gosh it was like it was some amazing invention i don't know what it did but they were like um yeah yeah it's crazy um and they were like oh my gosh this is insane and they paid her for it like they were like this is going to change optometry across the entire world this invention right here and they were like we can't we can't pay you the full amount for it but can we give you a down payment she was like sure and they gave her 20 million dollars because <laughs> it was going to go across the entire country wow. <laughs> yeah it's insane and that's that's that stuff is yours right now by believing you access it. Doesn't that excite you? All the things that you're passionate about, there's inventions for it, there's creations for it up there. There's stories, there's music up there. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of um, people who have created like number one classic hits, like amazing songs that are just like super catchy, like they just changed the world a lot of them share the same experience where they say it felt like I was writing and this song came to me from above me. That's how they, they, a lot of people describe it like that. They go, it wasn't in me and all of a sudden it just kind of fell and I just got it. It's coming from heaven. Yeah, oh, totally. 100%. We've got limits. We've still got limits, you know. <laughs> um, yeah yeah okay here's an example of growing in faith if you understand that the bible is 100 percent true and i read to you this verse i have been crucified with christ it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me and the life i live i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me so if you 100 percent believed that verse then right then you would go, oh, wow. And you go, I'm not even, I'm dead. I'm not, I'm not even living. Christ is living in me. This is not even, it's me speaking right now, but it's not because it's Christ who lives in me. <laughs> Imagine if you believe that. I had, to, I had to like face like a challenge thing today and I was like, okay, kind of like trying to gym myself up for it. And I was like, hang on a second. I don't, I'm, I don't live any longer. It's Christ who lives in me. So I just, I just pretended I was Jesus and just walked in and just did it. <laughs> That's believing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm. It's now no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, so in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God. <laughs> it's always through faith. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Probably the best verse in the Bible. Or one of them. Um, okay. <sighs> How are we doing for time? Oh, yep, late as always. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'll skip over the rest of that part. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, can I tell that story about your brother, Jordan, with the vision thing? Yeah, yeah cool. Okay. Um, so Ben has four brothers. His youngest brother is nine, right? Ten now. Oh, he's he ten. Oh, oh, I bet they're John. Um, that's awesome. So, 
Correct me if I'm wrong on the details, but this story just blows my mind. This is believing. What what his brother did is simply believing. And because he's he's young, he hasn't learned how to like doubt like we have. <laughs> Analyze everything. Sorry? Yeah, it's just pure childlike faith. So, okay, correct me on the details, but from what I understand, Ben and Jordan were just at home and they were talking about Jesus. And actually, do you, do you just want to tell it? I'll tell it. Yeah, you tell it. So then they can hear it on the microphone. Yeah, yeah, true. You jump in. So they were just talking and then Ben said to his little brother, hey, Jordan, did you know that the Bible says that we have been raised and seated in the heavenly places? And Jordan was like, oh, wow. So does that mean in the future we're going to be in heaven? And then Ben goes, no, 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 no. Seated. It's already happened. Seated in the past. And he goes, (laughs) <laughs> like, wow, am, am I right so far? Yeah. He was like freaking out, like, what? So I'm, I'm with him right now. And then they were just both G'd up, so they went <laughs> to another <laughs> room and they started just worshipping God. Did you chuck on music or something? Yeah. Just chucked on music. Jordan, he's a nine-year-old kid, goes into this heavenly trance and like this vision and is basically, he's in heaven. He's walking around in heaven and he's describing everything he's seeing to Ben. And Ben can't see anything. And then he, Jordan meets with Jesus and it, was it his arm that was? Yeah. Yeah, he had a sore, his bicep. Yeah. Which was just sore, was it? He wrecked it doing like backflips or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had a sore bicep. He met with Jesus and Jesus laid hands on him, prayed for him and he got healed. And he's bawling his whole time, just like what he's seeing and, what, and, and everything. And Ben was like, I want to see this. How come I can't see this? And then, um, and then Jordan was walking around and eventually he found, he found himself, did he? No, he found me. He found you and you were next to a fountain, yeah. right? And you were worshipping Jesus and just stoked. Yeah, because he came to find me because he just got healed and he was so stoked. He's like crying and he's like, he was like, I want to, because I was like, he knew I was sick because I had like a cold or something at the same time. And he was like, I want to come find you so that Jesus can pray for you. And I'm like, what the f- He's like, come to find me. And he's like, like walking around and then he's like, where are you? And I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm like, I can't see that much, Jordan. And then he's like, oh, there you are. You're looking at the fountain. He's like, can you see it? And I'm like, not really. And then he's just like, yeah. Did you get prayed for? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> then when he goes to the fountain, because like weird stuff happened as well that did not make sense. Like, right. That, that he was just like, oh. That's interesting. I'm going to ask Jesus what that means. Like when he came to the fountain, he was like, whoa, he's like, there's someone next to you that's digging a hole in the ground and there's a pipe and there's water going through it, but there's a gap in the pipe that the water's still going through. Like there's a pipe there. And oh I was like, gosh. okay. And he was like, I don't know what that means. I'm going to go ask Jesus. <laughs> and then just, cause he was like, well, we weren't like talking that much. He's, and then every now and again, he would just explain something to me. Cause I'm like, Jordan, what are you seeing right now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. How beautiful is that? And he was explaining to me to, to me like basically revelations like yeah like when you read it in the bible and he hasn't even like read it yeah oh my gosh like when crazy. he talks about the new garden of eden with like the river and the tree and the throne he's describing revelations <laughs> yeah that's crazy oh my gosh now okay that is an incredible story but wasn't his bicep healed when he like came out of the trance he was like oh it's actually yeah that's why he was crying because it was yeah. like healed in real life as well yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. his I physical body was physically oh, healed sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Did I, I don't know. It's all good. But yeah. All good? <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Here's what my natural mind does when I hear a story like that. I go, 
for, it'll jump to probably three things. Yeah, maybe three things. First one will be doubt. I'll be like, that didn't happen. I can't, that, that doesn't happen. That hasn't happened for me, couldn't happen for him, right? First one's doubt. Second one is, oh, I want that. What do I have to do to get that? Oh, okay, I just have to kind of go and worship and pray and believe and just believe I'm raised in the cedar just like Jordan did and I'll just get it. Okay, worship, worship, worship. <laughs> and the third thing was, I'm forgetting. Um, Wow. But I wish it was wow, oh. but it's not. Um, as in like my natural mind okay, yeah. jumps to those conclusions and says, actually, no, the third thing is Jordan can have that, but I can't. Because Jordan's a child and God has favor of those children, but I can't. I'm an adult and he doesn't have favor of me like that. See, all three of them are lies. And especially that third one, I reckon a lot of people will jump to and go, well, that was good for you, but I can't have that. But you've got to understand, okay, really hear me on this. If it's by grace, then 100% of that story, of that experience, of what happened to Jordan, can happen to you. It's exactly the same yours as it is his. Exactly the same, no different. Everything that's ever been experienced by a child of God on this earth, everything, all the amazing stories you've ever heard, all of them are yours too. God doesn't have favor over one particular person and not over another. <laughs> he has the same favor for all of us. You guys know what I'm saying? Do you believe that? You know, you know what causes me to, to doubt? Yeah. Like, looking towards getting rid of it. Yeah, of course. The number of years. The number of years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, like my first thought when you told me about Geordie, because I have had lots of experiences with children being able to heal, get healed immediately, yeah. so much because their faith is so young that I'm going, oh, yes, Jordan's just going to have it all his life. Yeah, actually, you know, I thought the exact same thing too. He's going to have it all his life because yeah. he didn't get it at 50. Yes. Or, or 30 or yeah. 20. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have 20 years to get rid of. He doesn't 100%. have 50 years to get rid yeah. of. Yeah. How much easier it is for him because he doesn't have to work through all the stuff I have to work through. Get rid of. Yeah. 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 That's the best thing. 100%. And like the celebration, that is just an amazing celebration because so much of him he still says, he's got it now. Yeah. You yeah. Jordan's yeah. got it now. He doesn't have to let it go. Yeah. He doesn't have that's to so awesome. those years of getting rid of something. Yeah, 100%. But, so that's a lie as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That we don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, Jesus instructs adults to become like children again. Yeah. And he wouldn't instruct them to do that unless they could do it. Yeah. But the way you do it is not by trying. So we try and try and try. Yeah. Everything I'm saying to you right now, your mind's going to go into try mode. Everyone yeah. does that. Yeah. Everyone does that. Mm. You have to break out of that and enter into rest mode. Mm. And understand it's already been done and just chill out and not put a time frame on either mm. not like in three months i will have this how about you just rest and relax and enjoy the things that god's given you and just grow in that every single day mm. just chill i literally was caught up in this mess again today as i'm preparing to speak on this tonight today at work i was just like mentally i just wasn't going well i was just like what am I doing wrong? What am I thinking? Well, I feel off. I feel just down. Like, I can't preach on this tonight. Like, all these little things. And then God was just like, it took me ages to figure out I was back into the system of death again. <laughs> and then God was just like, just, like, just relax. And I was like, oh, 
I can do that. I was chucked on some relaxing music. And I was just relaxing. It was awesome. And then just life just comes back to you. Do you know what I mean? When you just chill out. That's God. God's the one telling you to do that because he's done everything. Um, Jesus. Okay. One little quick Old Testament thing. Then one little thing from New Testament. <laughs> and then, then my summary. Then my encore. And then we're done. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. How crazy is this, right? Old Testament imagery of this exact thing. So when Moses brought people out of um, Israel out of Egypt, right? Taking them towards the promised land that God has already said, this is yours. I'm bringing you into the land that is already yours. Moses dies seeing the promised land. Joshua takes over as the leader and he's leading them towards Canaan, the promised land, right? But there is another nation that's already there. So they get to a river, the river of Jordan. And similar to when Moses parted, was it the Dead Sea? Red Sea, yeah, one of the two. Um, he parted that. They, they actually had to part. They had to like um, get the, the river of Jordan to stop flowing as well. And so, but this time, Moses didn't enter into it, but this time it says the people entered into it. And then as Joshua prayed or bleed or something like that, the, the flow of the river stopped and it, it stopped all the way up to a place called Adam. Wow. And, and the Jordan... <coughs> literally means death so they entered into death they died to themselves you know what i'm saying the river stops and it goes all the way back to adam everything that was past all your enemies all all sin all history wiped away and stopped all the way back to the garden you've been you've died and you've gone back to the garden now you advance into your territory which is already yours and but there's walls there so how does God tell them to break down the walls? He tells them to go around the city for seven days straight, praising, yeah. praising God. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm saying here? <laughs> praising. So there's no works because that's the only, the only response you can give to grace is praise and rest, as I said, right? Praise. They, they literally praise the walls down. And the walls, in terms of New Testament imagery, the walls come down from the praise, the walls are wrong thinking, are strongholds, right? <laughs> like the strongholds of the city, the strongholds of those, um, uh, the strongholds are in your mind. They are bad thinking, they're wrong thinking, they are bad theology. So as you praise and you worship and you receive rest, your mind, just like you're saying, Kathy, oh, it's been too many years, I can't go back there. No, 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 of course you can. Just as you bring down the bad thinking that, that's like, that you've picked up along the way, along your life, they come, the, the walls break down and you enter back into that place of just rest and praise. And then you enter into the land which is already yours because you believed by faith God had already given you the land. You weren't trying to work to bring the walls down. You're believing this is our land. He's already given it to me. That's why I'm praising and that's why the walls came down. Does that make sense? How crazy is that? It just blew my mind. Um, okay. The thing that goes first into the river as well is the ark. Is it? Yeah. What does that mean, imagery-wise? Well, that's God. Like, he with his people. Oh, the ark of Yeah. So, God died first, then we all die to ourselves. Yeah, love it. It's even better. Thanks, brother. Um, okay. Last little bit of scripture. 
Actually, let me just compare the two, because there's two I want to read out, but we don't have time for both. So I'm picking them between one and ten. Nine. Well, that means this one. I had both in my head, so I'm going to read out this one instead of the other one. All right. Check this out. With everything I've just said, this is just pure scripture. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you this. Did you, re did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or hearing by faith? Or, hearing, or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? So you started with believing. Are you now going to exchange that for, <coughs> back to works? Are you now going to exchange the new covenant for the old? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he, does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith, just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness? Know then that it is those of faith who are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. So if you guys bring back rules and living and striving and doing all these things, you are cursed by your own decision. You curse yourselves. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in, in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that, the, we might, so, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. If you just keep on reading the rest of Galatians 3 and 4 and 5 and 6, it's the same thing. It's by faith, not by works. Freedom comes by faith, not by works. Over and over again, he's hounding this, hounding this message over and over again. Um, there's also, I was going to read out 1 John 5, because that's the whole passage, but I won't read it out, just time's sake. But that whole section is just like, you overcome the world and everything that you've desired to be, and you overcome the enemy, just th by through your faith. That's it. Just resting in Him. Alright guys, rest, rest up, relax, believe. Believe it's already all finished. Chill out. Stop striving. Stop working. You have been returned to innocence before sin in the garden. Adam and Eve had no pressure to measure up to anything. Do you guys get that? God gave them no commands. Make sure you worship me. That came after sin. That came after sin. He didn't say, make sure you worship me. Make sure you do what I say. That's not his heart. Do you know what his heart was? Fill the earth. Multiply. Rule over dominion. Name the animals. And have fun. <laughs> Kids have fun, but I'm assuming that's, that would have been pretty fun. <laughs> Living in the garden and multiplying, filling the earth. That's his heart. Then the knowledge of good and evil comes in, and now it's like, you must obey God or you'll die. <laughs> that's the law, law of sin and death. 
they were given commands of enjoyment because without the knowledge of good and evil and instead faith in the works of Jesus, we are free from pride and despair. And not only this, otherwise, okay, so this is where we get caught up sometimes. If we were just free from all our sin, if, if we had a huge debt and God paid our debt, that means we'd be on zero dollars. That makes sense. If I owed $2 billion and someone paid my $2 billion debt, I'd have no money. That's still not a great situation to be in. But no, not only this, it's, it's really, really good news because he forgave our debt and then blessed us with everything. So it's good news if my debt was forgiven, if I was forgiven $2 billion, but it's even better news if he then gave me everything. Um, all of the kingdom is ours. Every spiritual blessing available is ours. Believe that. And if you do believe that, I expect you'll go into rest and relaxing, just like Ben's doing right now, lying on the floor, <laughs> resting and relaxing. You'll enjoy life because, uh, sorry, you'll enjoy life believing it's yours and you'll, you'll then see it manifest in your life. You believe first and then you'll see it in your life. Believe, rest, relax, enjoy Jesus, enjoy grace, and then you'll see it in your life. Simply believe like a child, rest in the trustworthy words of your faithful father and chill out knowing it's all been done and you can now finally cease from all your works forever. You are free. Live like it. Jesus. Wow. Done. Yay. Any questions? Can Comments? Can I give an example? Yes, of course you can. I was just going to say because I've just been going through a lot of that, like what you've been saying. Okay. Um, and... When you first started teaching, I was a mess and I was trying to work out. Like, I didn't know who God was. There was Do you mean this, tonight or like... No, like, like, I'm going way back. Like, let's start, like, we're like... Um, November like, last year. When you started teaching, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and I was like, you, there's these massive topics, these Christian topics, and I just couldn't get my head around wow. them. Like, faith, healing, prayer, like, everything. Yeah. Just, like, I just don't get them. Yeah. Um, and then as time went on, I was like... I just started to come to this place where I was like, I just want to seek the heart of God. Wow. I was like, I just want to find out who God is. And wow. I've been doing that over like the past like few months. And I just came to a realization that like, as I was seeking God, I would like come to teaching and you'd like preach on this like big topic or something. And I would just find myself like getting in the car on the way home. And I would be like, I wouldn't be like, okay, I need the answer. What is the answer? Like, I don't get it. I would just be like, no, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to seek his heart. And the answer just come. Wow. And I just realized like the more I just keep, kept seeking God's heart, like, and the more I just felt like God just be like, I just became like one with Jesus and God, everything just fell off me. Wow. Like, come on. Like, addiction fell off me, stress, anxiety, control. Yes. Like, and just this, <laughs> like, this unnatural, like joy and peace and wow. like no stress just Come came on. over me and I was like, I was doing nothing. I was just wow. literally like, I just want to know God's heart. I actually want to like have a relationship with wow. God. Wow. And like, it all just sort of like, <laughs> how good so is what that? what you're saying is really yeah. like, it is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Like, yeah, you've experienced like, it I now. I have an experience, like I yeah. can say like legit, like yeah. not doing anything because wow. I was trying to work that out. Yes. If you said to me to relax, I would be like, my humans like, myself would be like I don't understand what that means yes. I don't know how to relax yeah. I should be doing this for work and I should be doing that and I would yes. relax yes. but I'd be like just hanging with Jesus and then like now it's like yeah. <laughs> that makes sense wow. <laughs> yeah. oh of course it does that's so yeah. awesome yay how good is that because all you, all you essentially did was activate your faith if you want to use the word activate and just be like I just want to know God I just want to see what I can't yeah. see and just pursue that 
then all of a sudden you line up with grace and then like you realize all that stuff's already yours and the, and the yeah. rest of the crap that's trying to hold on to you just falls off. Yeah, it's because how good is that? Like living with Jesus, like it just doesn't can't stay on you. It can't. No, it's, it's not who you are. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, hundred percent. How good is that? It really it, it seriously <laughs> is. But do nothing, get everything gospel. It is. <laughs> it's just unfair. It's so crazy. <laughs> Actually, this came to my mind just then. Brad was telling me this yesterday. Brad Keys. So Ellie woke up in the morning and she's been wanting. Do you know this story, Kathy, about the chair? Oh, the chair, yeah. The chair, yeah. So she, she said, oh, he, he told me that she was like really wanting to get like an armchair that she could just rest out, like rest and just chill out in at home. She woke up yesterday morning and was just like kind of in a grumpy mood, a bit negative, just like really wanted to get this chair, but just like couldn't find anything on Gumtree. And then the brother was just like, okay, how about we just go for a drive and just, you know, get coffee or something? No, it was a drive. It was a drive, was it? Yeah, it was a drive, yeah. No, no, it was a drive. Um, then Brad, Brad felt in his heart to go and go, go, go to like Fairlight kind of area, like Top of Manly. And then as they were driving, they see this chair on the side of the road and they pull over and it's like legit perf. Like it's like matches their, <laughs> matches their pillows and everything. It's just like awesome chair. And then they put it, they, they, go, they go and ask the people like that, which I can that, can we take the chair? And they're like, yeah, just take it. And then and they put it in the car and Ellie was like, I don't understand. I was so mean to Jesus this morning. Oh. I was so I was so horrible to you as well, Brad. And I was just like, why why would he give me a chair? It doesn't make sense. And that's the thing. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make that's sense. the point. It's grace. You didn't do anything. In fact, you did bad stuff, and then you still get blessed. <laughs> that's that's the point. So if you feel like I've done bad stuff, so I can't get blessed. No, no, no. That's the point. You can get blessed. It's by grace. And you go, holy crap, you're actually just good. And that's the point. Kindness leads you to repentance. Mm. And you see his heart and you go, I want to be like you. Yeah. You're awesome. <laughs> and, then you don't, and then you don't work for it. And religion's dead. Mm. And religion can't grab a hold of you anymore. Because it's just grace. Mm. Anyway, that just came to my mind. But mm. And how perfect is the chair? <laughs> yeah, I saw a photo of it. It looks, looks awesome. Yeah. But how funny is that? Like Ellie knows all this stuff. But when she went through that experience... She still went, oh, but I did da-da-da-da-da. I spoke like da-da-da-da-da. So it still is a little bit working out like works and payment kind of thing. But I was mean to Brad, therefore God should give me a kind of an average chair. Still, you know, it's trying to balance it all out like karma. <coughs> no, 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 it doesn't work like that. You did the most horrible things ever and you get blessed with the most amazing things ever. That's grace. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Jesus, and that was awesome testimony. Thank you so much for sharing that. It makes me very happy. Mm. Like, especially that it involved teaching that as well. I'm just like, yes, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I could really see that in you. Yeah, oh, totally. I think everyone can see it. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks for sharing. That's awesome. Anyone else got anything you want to share? Oh, you're good. Jesus? Okay. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you next week. <laughs>